0: Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ron S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 402. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron S.
1: I'm Ari Rockefeller.
2: And I am Mako-chan.
0: And what's up with this weather? I mean, I think Monday it was, like, hot, and then it just went cold or something like that, you know? I don't know.
1: Well, it's been windy a lot, so that probably makes it feel a little cooler.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine on Messenger earlier, and she had made this post about why is everybody walking around in coats? It's hot out. And I'm like, well, you know... She left the house around 9 o'clock, which is kind of warm for her around that time. I'm out the house at 7.30 in the morning, and it's like 45 degrees. And by the time I get home that, that night, which is about 12 hours later, give or take, it's about the same degree. So I want to be dressed quite well. But on the plus side, I don't have to leave the leave the, the building for food unless I really have to. And even then, to, it's not really that bad. So, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't say Damien. <laughs> I think that's the first time Twitch uh you listeners have actually heard him.
2: I don't think so. No? I think he's been on before.
1: Okay, alright. So He hasn't been on camera, has he? Uh
2: I think he made a quick appearance. Yeah.
0: I I, I think so. <clears throat> I think it was the one time you were, you actually, on the show, you know, you actually had the camera on you. I think he was in your lap or something like that. Or, where he was sitting, it looked like he was sitting on your lap. Yeah, I think it looked like he was sitting on my shoulder. Shoulder, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say, shoulder, yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Who knows, who knows, one day he'll just probably walk up and start sniffing the camera lens.
0: Nah, he's too lazy. Nah. And as uh, x 75 says in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, it's New York bipolar weather. Oh, yeah. The weather here gets very bipolar to, like, June.
1: New Jersey has that same problem.
0: Well, I I do know this much. Now it's about that time for me to start leaving the window open a little bit so that there is a decent breeze, a cool air breeze coming through, you know? Mm-hmm. Alright, so we are live tonight, week of April 16th, 2019, here on Twitch TV. We are here live, Tuesdays at 9.30pm Eastern Standard Time. And just so you know, I hope you all filed your taxes. And if you haven't filed your taxes, you can get a free extension, so you have until the end of October to get them done.
1: Uh, Don't talk to me about taxes.
0: I look at it this way, if you're getting money back, you'll have it in a week. If you're paying out the wazoo my condolences. So you can find us out here at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. You can also head on over to live.vognetwork.com and the pop-up viewer is there. I should have the code set up on our website at AnimeJamSession.com. When you go there, there's a little pop-up so you can watch us there as well. Uh, don't forget, we are also on Discord, so you can find us with the rest of the live shows on Vogue Network at vognetwork.com slash discord join the chat um the chat rooms and the channels i am there checking stuff out and i gotta say thanks to dark tetsuya for leaving some links to stuff that we've discussed so i really appreciate that but let's get down to the real nitty-gritty here um how is everyone tonight mm. Meh. Mm. i think i might be coming down with something so that's why i'm drinking water so I felt something, like a tickle in the back of my throat, so I bought some meds now that I'm here, I'm home. It's like, I'm not feeling anything, but better safe than sorry. Alright, so let's go around the room. How was your work? How was your day? Um, Ari, what's up? Uh,
1: Well, today was payday, of course, but I lost a chunk of my check to garnishment, and I had bills... I had a big stack of bills waiting in my inbox to pay off, so I'm already, uh, I've already pissed it away a good amount, so I'm just like, oh god damn it, now I gotta wait another two f- fucking weeks, and I, I didn't think to bring it on, but to uh, deal with an uh, with a, my bounce going in the red, I got my, uh, my big soda bottle bank and to pull out eighty dollars worth of quarters from it, nice. you know, just deposit because that was the only money I had, and it only lowered the level of the bank about uh, this much or so, like maybe half an inch.
0: Yeah, that's that's not bad. I mean, I I, right, I, haven't I, done that.
1: I only put I only put dollar coins and quarters in there, so. Uh,
0: you you know, you know what's interesting is that I used to drop quarters in there, and then when I moved to a place where. I didn't have access to a washer and dryer i would i would constantly fish the quarters out or if i had change on me i keep the quarters on my desk but just keep throwing all the other change in there i'm at the point where i have three i have a separate container for each type of coin you know pennies nickels dimes you know
1: well i well at work i can like you know consolidate my other change into quarters because they take up less room like 25 cents on a quarter takes up less room than you know five nickels or two dimes on a nickel, for instance. True.
0: And as Theo X75 says, coin star them. Yeah, you could, but they take a percentage. Yeah,
1: anywhere between 8 and 11%, depending on what machine to go to.
0: My old bank, they had a coin counter, and you would dump it through. You would get a, rece- a, piece, a receipt paper, and if you weren't with the bank, they would take a percentage out. If you were with the bank, you could actually get actual cash or just have it transferred directly into one of your accounts. I that was it.
1: commerce or TD, wasn't it?
0: Yep. I kind of missed Penny Arcade, but I understand yep. why. I got what of.
1: happened was is, peop- mm-hmm. is news reports were reporting on them um, stealing money or miscounting money, like, live right in front of them, like on TV. And so they decided to fix the problem by taking out all the pe- coin counting machines.
0: Yeah, there's some places it's still there, but they just have it covered. Now I just have to sit there and just, like, wrap, penny wrap, penny wrap, penny wrap, you know.
1: Oh eh, well. Oh, it's, but, yeah, I, the only option I really had was to do, do my taxes free, and I did them, like, like, after I got home from work yesterday. Yeah. But, you know, they got transmitted just fine, so don't have to apply for any extensions or anything like that.
0: Well, that's good. I mean, I I will say this. I always try to do the whole, you know, free tax filing. But once you get into, oh, you're paying interest on your student loan. It ain't free no more. Oh, you have a 401k. It ain't free no more. Oh, you got this. So it goes from free to like $20. And then it's another $15 for the state. And then you got to pay the fees for them to process it. I mean, last year I paid, like, 50 bucks to file everything, and it wasn't so bad. This year, the same site, it shot up to $90, and I'm like, I am so glad I found a coupon and knocked it down to 20%, so I only paid, like, I think I paid $52 or something like that, plus the $7 That's still refund. too much. Yeah, I know. I Besides,
1: mean, like, I, like, I thought, like, okay, Jackson, Jackson can get me an appointment, like, right there on a Walmart. Like, I asked, like, how much is this going to cost? And like a total, it's going to be a total of $95. Click.
0: See, I'd rather save extra 45 bucks. I mean, there are places where I could go to get it done for free, but that line is forever, and it's only within, like, a little time frame. So, yeah.
1: Well, you know, nonetheless, I, I'm not worried about the refund anyway, because the government's going to snatch it right up. So, mm. fuck all. I feel you. <sighs> and so, other than that, it's just, you know, trying to survive.
0: I feel like That's what we're all trying to do. Yeah, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Meh. It wasn't that bad. We had an awesome... Well, weekend.
2: no. No, the weekend was good, and then Monday I went to the dentist, mm. and she was a butcher, and I'm still in pain, so...
0: Butcher or bitch?
2: And then on top of that, I can't get video to work on Twitch in Waterfox mm. I have, and I updated basically everything I could and it's still not working.
0: I have a feeling Waterfox might have disabled a uh, flash or you might have to tell it to enable it. It's one of the reasons why I left Waterfox Firefox. They were like, yeah, we're, we're no longer supporting flash. So I'm like, I'm out of here. I've just,
2: never had issue
0: with it unless, ever. Unless it just updated and it disabled it. You could check on their website.
1: Opera's working just fine for me.
0: Same, and oddly enough, the new uh, Microsoft Edge, which is built on Chromium, it's working. So,
2: well, as I said, it was working on my phone just fine. Mm. It's just Waterfox.
0: And Anton Mark asks, how many sites actually use Flash these days? Probably still some, because it's between Flash and HTML five, so it just varies as long as adobe keeps updating it there will still be sites that will continue to support it and there are browsers that continue to support it as well so so marco you good yeah Mm. so my weekend day was pretty interesting uh me and marco went down to uh maryland and hung out with one of our friends baltimore lauren basically we went around hampton and did some photography, I did a little bit of drinking, we did a little bit of eating and drinking, and it was really fun. Watch some movies. How many movies did we watch at her place? Three? Three. I thought so. I thought we so. ended
2: up watching A Bug's Life mm-hmm. Uh Cry Baby and I don't What think... was the last one? I
0: don't think we got through the third movie though.
2: No, we, we finished it. Uh, I,
0: I don't remember. Fright Night. Fright. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now I gotta go find like the, the the remake of that, so...
2: I enjoyed the remake of it. Even without Tenet in it, I enjoyed the remake of it.
0: Okay, cool. I, I just remembered, that was like one of the first movies I watched growing up when I got a VCR, so... <laughs> um, let's see. Other than that... Um... I went out and picked up a couple of more I bought two more video games uh, target has to buy one get 150% one off because when we went down to um, the Maryland I forgot this which is like my little case of all of my memory cards so we stopped off at Target so I could pick one up which I got price matched down to $10 today um, as I'm walking around, I look in the game section, I picked up Yakuza Zero and Kiwami for 30 bucks altogether, so... I think Not bad. Like, yeah. So now I get the rest of those, and as I mentioned earlier, I think I might be coming down with something, so that's why you see me with the water. But, I'm so, I am feel really good, but in the event, I think, between me and Mako, if we're starting to kind of be like... Uh, we'll probably just end the show and just call it a night, and just wrap it up and probably do something tomorrow figure it out, you know, because our health is quite important hmm. let's see housekeeping news, uh, I will be at uh, Castle Point Anime Convention uh, next weekend um, I'll be around taking pictures if you see me say hi, have a hug we'll have we'll just chill and do some stuff I'm not doing uh, cosplay photography, but I will take your picture, so, you know, if you want to do a photo shoot or something like that, and I'm there, I I got a few minutes. I'll definitely do it. And to refer back to um, our weekend day, Ranger Serena says that she loves the movie Crybaby. And I have to say, for the first time watching it, it wasn't as campy as I thought it was. I liked it. Okay, let's see what else is on the agenda. Uh, the weekly shirt and plush. So, every week, um, we bring something nerdy, geeky to the table, which could be a shirt, (coughs) plush, it could be a cosplay, or something. You know, something could we want to share. So, and I said I was going to do the weekly shirt, because I have over 50 geek shirts in my, um, two drawers over there, and I've and I'm slowly going through them. Um, This shirt is the L does not stand for losers. Uh, this is a shirt drawn designed by Kevin Bulk. Uh, you probably know him from Intero Intero Studios. And he did a week a, a decent web comic series called "It Sucks to Be Ouija," which is what this is based off of. So, and this was also one of my workout shirts for a while. Uh Onsen Mark. I don't think you need to get a smaller memory card. Um, unless your phone doesn't detect it, there's absolutely no need. Um, Ari, what's with, what's your shirt? I kind of like it. This is,
1: it says Super Blues Brothers. It's a, a nice, uh, classic NES cover art Mm -hmm. mock-up. Um, this is probably the first shirt that I bought when I got in, when I heard about the whole, uh, this whole, you know, geek t-shirt kind of thing. Yeah. Like not just like the normal stuff you see in like stores or, or quote official and kind of merchandise like Yeah, you know, from the Teespring shirt punch, you know, daily T shirt places, that sort of thing. hmm and, and I still like it.
0: Cool.
1: I think it was you who played who got the idea to do the Super Blues Brothers cosplay for us.
0: Yeah,
1: I think it was uh Magfest twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh Ranger Serene asked if I trim my beard, yeah, I did. It was uh, starting to get kind of gnarly, and I was finding gray hairs in the undergrowth. <clears throat> I think got I talked about it a couple weeks ago. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Marco Chow, what, what's your what's your awesome plush that we see here?
2: So this little plush right here is Spike. Uh, the ladies over at Starlit Creation, which are also doing a Twitch stream right now, um, they do their monthly swag bags, and uh, not this past month, but the previous month, their swag bag was dragons. So, knowing that I cosplay as Twilight Sparkle, they kind of spiked my uh, dragon bag for me.
1: I get it. Hey,
2: so this is actually a little dragon friend and he sits on your shoulder and you can see that he's curved so he actually goes around your neck
0: Hmm. cool
2: but yeah i highly recommend uh if you need various little things they do their monthly swag bags which are awesome i've collected quite a few of them uh, they do cosplay props, and uh, they're always, you know, selling little goodies on their uh, Etsy, and you can find them on Facebook as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I should put a little, uh, little link to their to their Etsy store right here. All right, now that we got our weekend and the, the uh, weekly shirt and plush going, I didn't throw this in there because I put this in at the last minute. A uh, couple of things I do want to cover um, really quick. Uh, this popped up on my feed yesterday. Ron Mo One Half, the series turned 30 years old yesterday. The first episode aired April 5th, 1989. And I'm just like wow I I, 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 I I can't believe it um i let me let, 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 me, let me get into this real quick because Ranma one half is my gateway anime seriously um and, and i'll tell you the story it won't, won't take long that I promise um i think i was like 14 or 15 um. When this popped up, um, me and my cousin we were going to the video store, and at the time, getting Japanese Super Famicom and uh, Super Famicom and Mega Drive games, which was what here was known as the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Is. So you know, they would get Japanese games. It comes with the adapter, and you you know rent them and play them. Um, they had two of the games: the One Half Hard Battle. And Another game called dead dance which came over as tough enough So I rented a uh, hard battle and I thought it was a fun game I found it through a friend of mine that the game came to the States um, Brought more of Hard Battle. So I went out and bought it and he tells me there is an anime based about this So I started watching the episodes buying the VHS tapes. Yes, I'm dating myself here nor do I care And it's been all downhill ever since um you can't see it because the way the angle of the camera is and my clothes hanging up and so forth. But there is a, a shelf of all the Blu-rays of, of every single uh, volume episode of Run One Hat that has been put out. I have some of the DVDs. I don't have all of them, but I would love to pick them up. I, I know they're out of print. They're going to be very expensive. So if I come across them, I will. I just kind of want to have them. Um, I did end up getting the Super Nintendo game again. I got the Super Famicom games. I have most of them. I am trying to get the rest. Um, And I'm quite the super fan. Um, If you do purchase the Run will Have Blu-rays, I believe Volume 3 or 4 is already out of print. But, if you pick up Volumes 2 to 6 and go into the Special Features section, me, along with a bunch of friends of mine, were interviewed by Viz about our love of the series Ron Mo One Half. And what was really cool is the fact that almost everybody that they interviewed are friends of mine, people I have found while going to conventions. And I thought that was really awesome. We were just one big happy Takahashi family.
1: Small world, isn't it?
0: I know, right? And Anson uh, Mark says, Ron would have needs a new fighting game. True facts. And Theo says, On Unreal Engine 4. I, I I could go for a new one. I could. I mean, if the series gets really popular. I mean, retro. Not I don't want to say retro, but popular uh, anim, t- anime and mangas are coming back as reboots or sequel series. And if it's popular enough, it could happen. We don't know. I wouldn't mind it, though. No, that I would not. And that's my little thing about uh, Ronda. One half, um, Marco. Can you cover Monkey Punch for about five minutes?
2: Uh, sure. Yeah,
0: because I know Lupon the Third is your, um, is your fandom.
2: Yeah, just give me a second, no cause problem. I'm going between things now. Um, and now it doesn't want to load. There we go. Uh, yeah, so uh, Found out today That uh, Or I should say it was announced today mm-hmm. That on April 11th uh, The 81 year old Manga creator of Lupin the Third uh, Nicknamed Monkey Punch But real name is Kazuhiko Kato uh, da- uh, Passed away on April 11th Due to pneumonia mm. Um, yeah, really really sad and depressing considering he was, you know, still out there and doing things. But uh started actually doing and creating manga in 1965 wow. with uh, Playboy Newman and then launched Lupin the 3rd in 1967. And due to the popularity, uh, the first Lupin uh, anime adaptation premiered in 1971, mm. and it has been going ever since.
0: And if you if you play if you if you're into music and rhythm games, uh, there is a remix of Lupin the Third 78 mix. I believe it's in DDR Third Mix.
1: Yeah, it's pretty intense.
2: But yeah, I mean, he's received honors such as uh, Comic Con International's Inkpot Award, Romics Golden Romic, uh, the Association of Media and Digital Awards Metri- what the hell is that?
0: Metropolis. Meridius.
2: Meridius. I don't know. Um, and then uh, Tokyo Anime Award Festival. Yep, yeah. Meritorious. Meritorious Service Award. Thank you for using words that don't actually appear very often. Uh, But yeah, so, and on top of all of this, they're, you know, still coming out with stuff. Mm-hmm. So the newest anime film for uh Fujiko is uh, Japan. It opens in Japan on May 31st. So this series is long lasting, long living, and... Is absolutely amazing.
1: Yep. Is there any anyone who's going to take over? What do you mean? Like full the, time?
0: No, the manga's done.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. These are just original stories inspired by the manga. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, no, he, he was still, you know, doing tours and conventions and things like that. Not very often, but... I mean, he was still out there doing digital media art and stuff like that for it, too, so. Yeah.
0: I I have a feeling my old roommate probably, is probably taking this pretty hard because I know he is a big uh, Loop on the 3rd fan. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, moving right along let's let's bring things back up a notch. all right I think we talked about this last week or week before last or something like that but looks like we're getting another bushy road uh, rhythm game on mobile phones. Um, it's called D4 Dj with a girl DJ theme. The new as it goes, the new project will be a cross media franchise and it will include an anime series and a game focused on the theme of the world of DJing. I am quite curious about this. Wow.
1: Like, what, you have to sim running your own DJ promotion no, or something? No,
0: I think it'll... I, I don't know. I mean, I think... Because with, with Bang Dream... The first season's about the group Poppin' Party getting together to perform. The second season's about them and like five additional, five bands. And it's just like there's stories of them performing, doing shows of different lives. So I have a feeling it might be a mix of that. Of the groups DJing, doing bands and concerts and stuff like that. So that's what I'm thinking. It could be something like that. All right, but here's something interesting in regards to that. The story for for this D4DJ is done is by the creator of Bang Dream, Ko Nakamura. Now Satoshi Saito will be the music producer behind it, who has worked on Haruhi Suzumiya and Lucky Star. So at least we have a general idea what the music is going to be like. Now D4DJ stands for Dig Delight Direct Drive DJ. And there will be a two-day live concert event with Bang Dream Bands, Ray Zasulian, and Argonavis. And this will be July 20th and 21st at the Makahari Mese Venue in Chiba near Tokyo, where Tokyo Game Show is hosted. That's going to be pretty cool. And if you go on YouTube, there is a teaser trailer for the game. And it looks like the group is eight girls. So it's going to have like that feel of Love Live with the group, but the more the feel of Bang Dream with the music. So this is going to be quite interesting. Hmm. I tell you this. When the game does come out, I will download and check it out. And, you know, I really think more veterans of, like, B-Money games should be playing these games. I mean, to be perfectly honest, playing Bang Dream is, like, ...playing friggin' poppin' music, so... ...poppin' music with a touch of beat mania. Alright, uh, moving right right along here. Um... Uh, Mako-chan, who won... ...who won this, uh, crown contest?
2: Yeah, so, uh, Joji Nakata...
0: <coughs>
2: ...had an inaugural... ...seiyu red and white singing contest... And crowned its first ever winners on April 14th. The white group, which was all of the men, uh, they ended up landing the victory. And then obviously all of the women were on the red group. Mm. So uh, the white team included uh, Natsume's Book of Friends, Kazuhiko Ino, uh, Yokai Watches, Shadow Sides, uh, Takaya Kuroda. Freeze Daisuko, uh, Daisuke Hirakawa, uh, Death Notes Nayo uh, Uchida, uh, Blackjack himself Aiko Ochiko, Full Metal Panics Tomokazu Seiki, and then Idol Anime Alumni Shunsuke Takauchi. Uh, Yuri on Ice's uh, Toshiyuki. Toyonaga and Bakuman's Kenyu Horiuchi. Hmm. And then the ladies consisted of, uh, let's see, Noriko Hidaka, hey. the voice of Gunbusters Noriko, Ranma One Half's Akane, Touches Miname Asuka, Inuyashi's uh, Kikyo, Wake Up Girls, Junko Tange. Uh, Kikyo Une, her daughter Honoka Une, Cardcaptor Sakura voice actor uh, actress Junko Iwa Iwao, uh, Magic Knight Rayearth's uh, Hiroka Hiroko Kasahara, Tenshi Muyo's Chisa Yokoyama, Sasami. and all around talent.
0: Hmm. Sasami.
2: Yeah, and all around talent and Pokemon fanatic uh, Shoko Nagagawa, <laughs> and a place further than universes. Mika, <clears throat> Mika, Mikako Komatsu uh, the program had a set list full of fan favorite anime songs like God Knows from the Melancholy of Haruhi the theme from Galaxy Express 999 Topo Nair Fly High from Gunbusters uh, Aquarion's Suse no Aquarion opening theme and Condition Green from Pat Labor.
0: I kind of hope they put this out because I would love to hear this.
1: Going yeah, bit, I was going pretty far back on some of these picks I too. Know. I like that.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I was looking at some of these and seeing exactly who was participating in it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's freaking cool. Yup. Uh, so the idea started with a casual Twitter post made by Nakata. Nakata is the founder of the contest. He floated the idea of a voice actor version of the annual contest and was surprised with how much support he received from fans. So the competition is modeled after NHK's annual red and white song contest that pits two teams of female singers, the red team, and male singers, the white team, against each other. And the program is a New Year's Eve tradition. So... That's kind of cool.
1: Then a lot of voice actors already sing, you know, some of the songs in their characters' voices, so...
2: Well, Rama and I were talking about that um, because we we were actually talking about the dub of Love Live, and he says that they should have gotten um, English licensing to do translations of the songs. Mm -hmm. My thing is, while some of the american voice actors can sing and are trained in singing most american voice actors are trained more as actors than anything else yeah whereas in japan they i mean anybody that wants to go into voice acting takes singing lessons because 9 times out of 10 if the anime ends up having quote unquote character songs they have the characters sing so something from you know Sailor Moon, their seiyus are singing. Something from like Gundam Wing, their seiyus are the ones singing those songs. And that doesn't necessarily work out the same here.
0: I know, I totally get it. I mean, like, you had um, the main five female vocalists from Ron Bone have to do cover cover Doko songs for the one OAV special, you know. I I, mm-hmm. I I thought that was cool, and we did have a couple of voice actors cover some Sailor Moon songs from the dub. So you know, I I I totally get it. I'm just saying it would be it would be cool though, you know.
2: Yeah, but I I think the industry would have to stop shitting on American voice actors. Yeah. For them to actually get into doing something that, you know extensive
0: yeah i and you know what's kind of sad it's getting where sometimes congoers care more about your your c d and e-grade cosplay guests to see over a well-known english voice actor outside of the main popular ones that we know just
1: saying that makes them feel good too Mm -hmm.
0: Anywho, uh, Ari,
1: what's going on with BitTorrent? Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> a 20-year-old me, my man, was arrested for distributing World Trigger and more anime via BitTorrent. Uh, police arrested a 25-year-old man on suspicion of violating Japan's copyright laws by using file-sharing software to ille- illegally distribute anime. Osaka Prefecture police arrested the company employee and Korean national living in y- Yokai... Yokaichi Mie. It's romanized as M I E, so uh, mm-hmm. it's a little tricky to get over. <clears throat> According to police, a suspect allegedly used BitTorrent to illegally distribute the World Trigger anime last September. <clears throat> police say the suspect had said, I want it to be seen by everyone and released it. Police also state the suspect used released Blu ray disc to upload the anime to his computer and distribute the files through BitTorrent. You suspect suspect illeg- allegedly illegally distributed about per- 30 popular anime and live-action TV series. Mm-hmm. The damages range to the copyright infringement in the case are reported to be about 1.8 billion yen, which is about 16 million in change. Ooh. On one hand, that's a very steep bill to have to pay. On the other hand, hashtag not all heroes wear capes.
0: And it's interesting. I, I could have sworn, I read earlier that... um. This anime was already available for free on YouTube. Yeah. The, epi- the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, uh, not for nothing. A- if you're going to do something like this, find out if it's not f- avail- already free on YouTube. Just saying. I mean, yeah, going through BitTorrent, download it to the computer, rela- you know, we got into where, you know, you could just chill and watch it on your tablet or your TV now with YouTube, so you know.
1: That and mm-hmm. some of those file sharing programs programs are virus adult nightmares.
0: That's why you gotta read the fine print of, of these programs that you download and make sure you have a powerful and proven antivirus software on your machine. Mm hmm. Take it from me. I do IT. I I kind of know what I'm talking about
1: here. Yes, I've ruined more than my share of computers downloading MP3s in college.
0: Who ha- who hasn't? I mean. Mm. But um. Enough about that. My, my
1: first first laptop had a 10 gigabyte hard drive. Like, mm. yeah, sure, this will be fine. Mm. Two months later, Shh. uh, this thing barely starts up anymore. What do I do? <laughs> You know, shit like that.
2: I've send, said that very same thing to Ranma multiple times since mm-hmm. college.
0: That moment when you have to clean up behind Geek Squad because they don't know what they're doing.
1: <laughs>
0: and as Theo X 75 says, use private trackers.
1: If I knew how, sure, I'd get right on that.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's hear about this very valuable Pokémon card.
2: Uh well, it's not actually a card. It's uh this guy's full collection. Mm. Well, I should say um it's 31 specific Pokémon cards that appraisers have uh basically um estimated and uh the appraisers are on a a TV series called Good Fortune, the group that appraises everything. The the collector estimated his collection at being worth about 1.2 million yen, which is a little over $10,000. But according to the professional appraiser, these 31 cards are actually worth 7.6 million yen, which is close to $69,000. That's
0: a whole lot of money.
2: Um, so the, um, yeah, uh, where was I? Um, so the appraiser basically says that the, of the, that the 31 cards were all promotional cards that are not in wide circulation. So the rarest card is, uh, called it's Kangaskhan parent and child tournament entry card. Each of these cards is worth 1.2 million yen and uh, they were only ever distributed to uh, entries at the Kangaskhan Parent and Child Tournament held in Japan in May of 1998. Only 34 cards were ever getting given out, and this guy has four of them.
0: Good lord!
2: Um, another rare card in the collection is a bilingual Lucky Stadium card depicting a beach, which uh, was only ever handed out to players who were invited to a card tournament in Hawaii after advancing through the qualifying rounds. This card is worth 1 million yen. Uh, He's also got trainer cards with his name printed on them to to commemorate his second place win at a national tournament, as well as a first place in a uh, Tohoku tournament. These cards are worth 150,000 yen and 100,000 yen, respectively. Jesus. Yeah, so... Pokemon cards can get you money, but Mm -hmm. they've got to be this special and this rare. 99% of the crap you're getting out of those foil packets is garbage if you're looking to just collect. Yep.
1: Well, I've been doing that. I've been looking up the prices for the Power Nine, which if anyone has ever played Magic Gathering would know how old, powerful, and broken and expensive those cards are. And, like, just trying to, like, compare prices back and forth in my head. So it's like, it's pretty much neck and neck between the two.
0: Mm. I kind of remember that one time I saw someone with a Black Lotus card. Oh
1: yeah, that's one of the mo- most expensive ones.
0: I will say this: I just hope he keeps that in mint condition because I know if he takes it to Pawn Stars, he will probably give them three fifty for it.
1: Maybe even less if uh, one of the guys doing it doesn't know anything about Pokemon cards.
0: Could be worse. He could have go. To, he could have gone to GameStop.
2: Wah, wah, wah.
0: Here's a dollar ninety nine in store credit. Hmm. <laughs>
2: And we're gonna turn around and sell it for 160 bucks.
1: Ching.
0: Oh, well, time
1: to burn this fucker down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, all right, all right, Ari, this was right up your alley.
1: <clears throat> yes, it is. Um, okay. Voice actress Suzuko Mimori. Gets married to wrestler Kasuchika Okada. They announced on social media accounts on Friday they got married. And Mimori has confirmed they were in a relationship last year and thanks for the support. Okada, who is also known by his Rainmaker persona, wrote, This is a personal matter. I'm sorry, what? I said, yep. It's a personal matter, but I like to announce that I registered my marriage with Suzuko Mimori, a person I've been seeing for a while. As a rainmaker, I want to work with her to bring a rain of happiness upon her house. Is that what he's calling it? <laughs> and I also want to continue bringing a rain of money upon the world of pro wrestling. Thanks for everything now and for the future. And Momori wrote a blog saying, Sorry for discussing private matters here, but I'd like to announce he's a marriage of well, Kazuchika Okada of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I still have a lot of things to learn as a person, but I want to be a woman who can support a household brightly and warming, just like my mother. And as a performer, Suzuko Memori, I'd like to strive for even greater heights, just as I've always done. The you know, usual kind of a. Uh, we're doing this now, but thank you. Nice to see you. Know, your support. Uh, Memori's roles include Digimon Adventure Tri Chapter 1, Reunions. Sor- uh, sorry, line break. Digimon Adventure Tri Chapter 1 Reunions, Sora Oichi, Milky Holmes' Sherlock Shellingford, Tikyu's Kane Shinjo. Yururuki's Himawari Furutani, and Loveline Square Projects Umi Sonoda.
0: Yeah, Okada's do- doing a rainmaker on her, all right. Ayo. Well,
1: let's just hope she doesn't lapse into uh her vo- her uh, voice roles during any uh especially passionate moments.
0: Uh, yeah, let's just leave it at that. But anywho,
1: <laughs>
0: we touched on earlier about anniversaries of anime like Ranma the One Half. Um, we have another one Orphan, also known as Sorceress Stabber Orphan. It's Freaking gonna...
2: love Orphan. That,
0: that was on one of my list of animes I need to watch, but I never got around to doing so. Um, it's going, it's going to have two stage plays one in August and one in November. The first play will run at Shinju Komodo Live in Tokyo from August 15th to the 18th, and then the second will run at Rikokai Hall in Tokyo from November 7th to the 12th. And this is based and is being inspired by the, uh, the light novel series, which is really cool. The first play will be based on the first light novel called Waga Yobikyo Ni Kotae Yo Kimono. Which means, heed my call, beast. The script is being written by Takehiro Yoshida, and Ichada Matsuda is directing the plays. Ooh, looks like not just stage plays, in a new anime are commemorating the novel's 25th anniversary. It will come out later this year, and Shotaro Morikubo will, reply, will reprise the role of Orphan from previous anime and video games in the franchise. You hear that, Mako Uh huh. <laughs> Akita began the light novel series back in 94 with illustrations by Yuya Kusaka. The light novel spawned the 98-99 anime of the same series, as well as the 99-2000 series anime. Orphan the Revenge, uh, which was brought out here by ADV Films back, way back when. ADV Manga also published the novel's adaptations as well. The novels have more than 10 million copies in print, that's pretty cool. J Novel Club licensing novels and doing a digital distribution of them. That's really cool. But here's the basic uh, plot: of Sorcerer Saber Orphan. Orphan is a sorcerer dropout from the prestigious Tower of Fangs. His journey to save Azalee, a girl he looked up to like a sister, has brought him to the bustling city of Totocanta. Here, they are re- reunited for the first time in five years. But what is the truth behind her monstrous transformation? And just what secrets lurk behind the Sword of Baldanders? Miraji launched a three-part manga adaptation three years ago under the titles Sorcerer Stabber Orphan Heed My Call, Beast. Um, Let's see what else we have here. Uh, Matsushi Orphan Hagurtabi, Wagame ni Doll, and Matsushushi Orphan Haguritabi, which means sorcerer, stabber, orphan, the ghost sleeping on my chest. Katakawa has published the five mangas from the series, and the first three mangas have been licensed by Seven Seas Entertainment. Something tells me I need to get up on and, and watch this anime. Alright. Uh, Let's see. Alright. Ari, do me a solid... Uh, t- Cover the next story. I know it's your turn, but take care of it. I gotta step off for a sec. I'll be right
1: back. Okay, then. <clears throat> Yahoo Japan worker charged with altering Shogakukan's manga app to extend reading hours. Police in Shibuya, Tokyo, filed charges against a 25-year-old male employee of Yahoo Japan for allegedly modifying the system of Shogakukan's Manga One app without permission to extend its reading time to 160,000 hours. According to authorities, the man has admitted to the charges. The authorities allege that around March 10, 2000, 2016, a suspect sent false information to the Mongo1 server to change the maximum daily hours he was allowed to read manga for free. The service launched in December 2014 and initially had a system where users were able to read the manga for free on the app for a limited time, and then was able to purchase more time. Since then, a system has been modified to a, cheaper, a chapter limit of eight chapters a day, and users are able to purchase tickets to read more chapters. So, damn, this guy really wanted to read his manga. So, oh, well, that, that's a nice number. What's um, a nice number? I just divide 160,000 by 24, get hundred mm-hmm. sixty six six. Uh, no. 6,666.66 repeating. Yikes. And I guess that was per day? Or like 160 hours, you know, banked so that, you know, he has that much time to to uh, spend reading manga. But as passionate, while well, I admire this guy's passion about manga, I'm like, how the fuck are you going to dedicate that much time to reading it, you know?
0: No, he wanted to extend it so that he could read it whenever he wanted to, so... I mean, I... I Having I,
1: 160,000 hours banked on your uh, reserve kind of means you can read it whenever the hell you want. <laughs>
0: basically. I wouldn't even... Well, I, I'll... Well, he should have put it at a number where he wouldn't have suspected it, at least not right away.
1: Yeah, it's like the the, uh, little worm they tried to run in in, an office space that worked too good
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. because
1: they put a decimal in the wrong place or something. They took, like, hundreds of of thousands of dollars in the the span of a few days instead of a few months.
0: And as Dark Tetsuya says, talk about the number of the beast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Numbers don't lie. Yup. And they spelled disaster all right for this guy.
0: Oh, you—that's all I have to say.
1: That's how the saying goes. You know it, and I know it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, uh, moving right along. Um, wow, Marco, you're definitely racking up with your fandoms on tonight's show.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying that my fandoms are, you know, getting popular again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So Warner Brothers Japan announced last Friday that there are going to be two new quote-unquote final arc movies for the live-action Veroni Kenshin film series. Um, Both of them are going to premiere in the summer of 2020. And uh, yeah. So right now, there are three current films, and now we'll have uh, the final two. Uh, Takeru uh, Takeru Sato is reprising his role as Kenshin, and uh, Keishi Otomo is returning to direct the films. Um, They don't know if the other actors will necessarily be coming back Um, but uh, actress Emmy Takai was the one that revealed that they were uh, planning on new Rurouni Kenshin films back in September of 2017 Um, so it's probable that all of the actors are coming back the first two, uh, I should say the first Rurani Kenshin live action film came out in 2012 and then the sequels came out in August and September of 2014 and the films have collectively grossed more than 160 million dollars internationally so yeah
0: I still have to sit down and watch the first three films.
2: I have sat down and watched the first one. I keep forgetting to actually sit down and watch the other two.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, But the first one was absolutely amazing. And the music was gorgeous to go along with everything too.
0: Maybe I think since I am not going anywhere this weekend, I'm just going to spend time like, you know, cleaning up my apartment some and rearranging things. Um, I think I'll pop that in and watch it.
2: I would definitely say go ahead and do it. Um, It really is. They did a very, very good job with this live action.
0: Mm. All right. Now our last story of the night Something we have talked about here on the show a few times. A couple of things that us as hosts have had similar experiences in real life at our actual jobs. Now, in this story, what we're going to tell you about is about a production assistant for our Studio Madhouse was hospitalized for overwork and demands compensation for unpaid overtime. Now, what happened was this production assistant joined a trade union. And he's seeking compensation for the unpaid overtime, as well as an apology from the forms of power harassment that they received, according to the youth labor rights activist Shohei Sakakura. Now, he Sakakura is the representative and editor-in-chief for the Youth Labor Advocacy Group and magazine P- Posse, and this is what he reported on his Twitter account last Friday. He reported that the Madhouse Production System had joined the Black Company Union, which is a trade union that formed two years ago that offers consultation and support for workers across various industries. It is one organization that's associated with Pose Magazine. Sakagura stated that the the union had commenced the process of collective bargaining uh, earlier this month. Now, in a follow-up tweet... Sakakura went into more detail about the Madhouse production assistant's situation during crunch time. This assistant will work over 200 hours of overtime per month and will be made to work all day and night, even on weekends and public holidays. Even collapsed during the overwork before it had been taken to the hospital. Sakakura remarked that he has heard from so many people that this is how the anime industry works. He said that he used to be told the same thing about teaching, Vending machines, uh, I guess installations and so forth. Nursing, child care, film production, and construction industries. Wow. Wow. He says, we've managed to improve long hours and unpaid overtime in those industries. It takes courage, but when workers speak up, they have strong power. However, there's no denying that behind this black company lies a black industry, as went on to say. Even if we manage to improve one company, if that doesn't spread to companies around them, then the others will just carry on thinking that honestly doesn't pay. They'll force the burden on similar co- on smaller companies by subcontracting them for work. Workers from many different companies will need to speak up in order to change the industry. The animation studio Madhouse was founded in 1972 by ex-mushi pro animators, which includes Masaya Maruyama, Osama Dezaki, Rintaro, and Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Maruyama left the company in 2011 to form the MAPPA. Uh, Madhouse is well known for its productions on Cardcaptor Sakura, Death Note, and the first season of One Punch Man. Huh. Uh, I am hoping that things do work out.
1: Yeah. Especially with uh, having a union at your back.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, I guess the... deserve to
1: get all the money he's owed.
0: Yeah, definitely. I so agree to that. And now that we kind of left things on a good note, let's go ahead and do strange news from Japan.
1: Yeah, let's piss away all that goodwill we have on ending on a good note. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm looking at today, uh, this week's Meanwhile in Japan articles. It's not that bad. It's like Mako Light this week.
1: On a button. I don't buy that false sense of security. Alright, so who's taking what?
0: <laughs> oh, God. She's going to hit you with a 2x4. I'll take the first one since I I generally cover uh, idle, idle stuff.
1: Mako, I defer. Which one do you want to pick?
0: I don't
2: care.
1: Uh, Alright, I'll take the last one.
0: Okay. Now, we have talked about this at least three times on this show. About an issue about a singer's attack by fans at her house and she was part of the group NGT48. It seems stupid
1: ass crazy fans
0: mm, to give a quick refresh the scandal behind it started back in January when member uh, NGT48 member Maho Yamaguchi came forward and revealed through her Twitter account that she'd been attacked by two fans at her house, something that the group's management has been covering up for an entire month. The following day 23-year-old Yamaguchi appeared on the stage at an NGT48 performance to apologize for causing a commotion. Now, she says last month that she tweeted that her apology had been coerced by the group's manager who threatened to have another idol read a written apology and attribute the words to Yamaguchi if she didn't apologize in person. So, either you apologize or I'll have somebody apologize for you.
1: If somebody apologize
0: for you. Mm-hmm. Now, because of that, it has resulted in multiple firings and resignations from AKS, the talent company that manages NGT48 and the popular sister group, uh, AKB48. Now comes yet another shakeup that NGT48 has announced that it is dissolving the intra group team structure. With the dismantling coming in 10 days as part of a relaunch. <sighs> like many multi vocalist idol groups, NGT 48 is subdivided its members into pro- for promotional purposes, which in this case were called Team N3, Team G, and the latter, which Yamaguchi was, is still listed as solicited as the sub captain for. However, since the attack, Yamaguchi has removed any mention of NGT48 from her Twitter profile as to three other members of Team G. That is Riko Sugihara, Fuka Murakomu, and Reina Hasegawa. While the management for NGT48 hasn't mentioned why it's disbanding the teams, it would not be a stretch to think that the four of the Team G's 11 members, including the sub-captain, suddenly giving the group to cold shoulder in a Twitter profile makes Team G look embarrassingly small, comparison to Team N3, or perhaps a group of dissenters. Now, there's also the fact that while NGT, uh, the official website, continues to claim Yamaguchi as a member of the unit, she has not performed in concert since dropping the Twitter bombshell in January, and all of her tweets have been in relation to the attack and her dissatisfaction on how the management handled the incident. Honestly, I don't blame her. It also could be that AKS has taken into consideration Yamaguchi's accusations that other members of the group were the ones who supplied the attackers with information about her place and her schedule, allowing them to plan the attack. It now kind of feels the need for a more unified atmosphere within the group. Either way though, it's looking less and less likely that Yamaguchi will return to be an active member of NGT48. Giving management a no-win choice between having an absentee sub-captain for Team G, or creating yet another scandal by stripping Yamaguchi of the title and awarding it to another idol. But that person may not even want the role if she's going to acquire it that way, which is understandable. Faced with those undesirable outcomes, taking a third option and simply doing away well with any sort of intergroup group team system at all seems the only move that has any chance of ending well. Team M3 and Team G will both be holding their final individual performances at the NGT48 Theater in Negata City on April 21st, after which NGT48 will be rebooting itself with all active members lumped together as first-class members in a sense of a first-generation, with trainees aspiring to become full-fledged members occupying a tier below them. Yikes.
1: You didn't think fucking idol groups would have this much politics going on with them. <laughs> mm.
0: All right, Marco, it's on you, girl.
2: Alrighty. So, Japan, um, or I should say, there is a women's only gym in Tokyo. That is offering free, all-you-can-eat donuts and other sweets to its members. Hmm. I actually thought this idea and what they were doing was kind of cool. Um, So basically what they do is that... um, And these are, you know, actual sweets. They're, you know, actual donuts or ice cream or whatever. Um, But basically what they're saying is it's an acknowledgement that constantly maintaining an entirely healthy diet is beyond the willpower of most people. And that honestly, even a healthy diet can allow for occasional indulgences. The key is to not give in to temptation every time it strikes. So this particular gym does sweets once a week on Wednesdays when it actually hosts a cheat day for its members. Um, so, you know, not everybody, one, has to eat it, but, you know, and some people think that the effectiveness of actually having a designated cheat day is not good, but at the same time, you know, at least when you're going to this gym, that one day a week, there are sweets that can be had in a non-judgmental way that... You don't have to purchase the sweets to bring them into your home or anything like that to have it tempt you at, you know, different times during the week. Which, not for nothing, I thought was a really great idea. So you can bring all the healthy food into the home and then once a week, you know, you can have a donut and it's at the gym. So you can just go straight to working out or grab it as you're leaving and not have to worry about, you know, the temptation of having this crap in your house.
0: You know, it's sort of like what Planet Fitness does every month. Yeah, I was just about to say, doesn't
1: Planet Fitness do that? something like that.
0: Yeah, the first Monday evening, it's pizza. And the first Tuesday morning is bagels. When I used to go on a regular basis, I think I would eat two slices while working out, so. I need, I kind of need to get back, so. (laughs) Alright, Ari, you ready?
1: No, but let's not let that stop us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's not that bad.
1: I told you, it's light tonight. Shizuoka police on the lookout for a man who threw adult DVDs at a teenage boy Well, at least that's more money in his pocket, I guess <laughs> An unusual report came over an online security database Gacom and Zen Navi via Shizuoka police and Shigozo- Shizuoka City's Shimizu war titled man trying to pass off adult DVD And the way it's got an exclamation point at the end, it sounds like it would be the episode to an anime, like an anime title. Like something that the characters, like, excitedly say, you know? Trying to pass off adult DVDs! Cue the rest of the jingle.
0: (laughs) That sounds like something that came out of 4 Kids (sighs) Studios.
1: You are now hearing that in the Pokemon voice actors' voices. Thank you!
0: Gee willikers!
1: I say unusual because someone did that to me when I was a teen. I would probably be too busy wiping away tears of joy inhaling hailing them as a modern saint. <laughs> to even consider going to the police. The incident occurred on- are you sure this isn't April Fool's joke? The incident <laughs> occurred on 4.20pm. Nice. <laughs> on April 9th on the streets of Shizimu, Shimizu Ward. The junior high student was walking home from school and a man in his 50s rode up on a bike, said, here you go, and threw an adult DVD at him. Perhaps offended by the obsolete format, the boy reported the man to the police. He was described as carrying a black bag and wearing a red sweatshirt, black jeans, red and white sneakers, not unlike any other person famous for magically appearing and delivering presents to youngsters. Netizens spoke out in sympathy for the man who clearly considered how times have changed. He'd be called a god of computers and far- smartphones weren't around. Is there- What's the problem here? I feel bad he was reported. Sounds like a nice old guy. He's a neighborhood hero. I don't know. He must have been up to something else. Which junior boy? W- I-, I wouldn't see him as the greatest man alive. This is like the origin story for Santa Claus? <laughs> He's a good man, damn it. <sighs> Maybe the kid just didn't know what a DVD was.
0: What? He was chosen nah. to receive a
1: great gift, and he squandered it. Isn't there an anime that's kind of format? That kind of plot?
0: Probably. Mm. There's one every season.
1: Let's see. It certainly looked as if the guy is from a forgotten era of dirty magazines and videos that could only be purchased at the stores by people of a certain age. Back then, a junior high school would have had to find erotic material the old-fashioned way in a discarded pile in the forest. What? <laughs> or stolen from an older brother who had probably found his in a discarded pile in the forest what is with <laughs> people hiding porn in the forest did I miss something
0: it's a convenient plot device <laughs>
1: <sighs> in such circumstances this guy would have as a legend but now here's the time when any conceivable sex act quite a few <laughs> inconceivable ones
0: inconceivable!
1: You keep using that word. I don't think it quite means what you think it means.
0: <laughs>
1: Can't be pulled up online at a moment's notice. With such erratic wherewithal at our disposal, physical media like DVDs and magazines can be seen more as a burden and apparently a criminal nuisance when offered to the youth of today. So for all the older guys looking to pass on their copies of Nurses Who Violate Volume 19... Do yourselves a favor and be sure to pass it off to another old dude, because it seems the kids are into a whole different thing right now. Passing it off to another old dude does not make this situation any better.
0: Because if you pass the DVD to a kid, and he's going to look at it and shrug, and just pull up a stream of it on his phone. Probably. Or he may already have that one at home. And I'm looking at the pixelated uh, cover If I didn't know any better, I swear that's like a half a banana sitting on top of the the case.
1: Yeah, a banana. (laughs) 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 Well, I'm still wondering what the fuck I just read, so I guess we're good to go at this point, right?
0: I think so. Well,
2: it's not like you have to jerk it out, so, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you just took that into from funny into lewd.
0: <laughs> well, that's all I have to say. Well, I promise next week it won't be as bad you that i don't
1: you
0: don't don't believe me
1: no
2: i don't promise so there you go oh (laughs) god
0: yeah here we go i say that one comment and then next week's meanwhile in japan three articles that makes us get up and walk right off the show live on air
1: don't give her any ideas
0: we don't have to give her any ideas It's Mako-chan. You don't need to twist our arm. Nope. See? Now, while that is going on, I'm just going to say to everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching the show. (laughs) God. Oh, man. If you have any questions about the show... Drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We are here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post links to our weekly podcast, anime reviews, um, cosplay reviews, cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, uh, links to our photos and videos, and other cool reviews. Uh, we have a review up of Sailor Moon. The Super Live on our site. Written by Live Chocola. Uh, check it out at AnimeJamSession.com Let's see. And don't forget. You can find our podcast on various sites. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play. Player FM, CastBox, Podcast Addicts. Any program that you use. To find your podcast. And you can find us there. And a lot of these apps will allow you to leave reviews so if you don't want to drop us an email leave a review on the site we definitely will find it and check it out and we really appreciate that and don't forget you can find us on other social media sites like youtube twitter facebook just put in anime jam session and you'll find us and i just gotta say thank you to everybody who supports us on social media we could not do the show without you and x 75 says, great show, podcast. Thank you, bro. We really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go around the room. Last words. Ari.
1: I was looking around for places to get my uh, my steak for this weekend, cause, for this Friday, because I've been craving a steak this Friday on Good Friday instead of ribs. Yeah. And as one, you know, restaurant I usually go I've been to, like, in my area. The uh, website saying all the like everything extravagant except the prices. And I looked at the menu, I'm like, that's a goddamn lie.
0: <laughs> last words, Mako chan.
2: I'm tired, but I'm currently watching Starlet Creations Twitch.
0: My last words I'm going to take some medication and pass out and get at least a good seven hours of sleep in my system. Maybe, if I'm lucky. Well, that is it. End of list. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting us. Um, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode, and I believe Ichigo will be joining us and telling us about her trip and her adventures in Japan. Hooray! Indeed. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari.
2: And I'm Mako-chan.
0: Great fight, great night. See you next week! Good night, everybody.
2: Night!
0: And I don't know why Mako-chan's image just keeps enlarging for some odd reason. I wish you would stop.
2: Not my fault. I'm not doing anything.
0: I know it's not your fault, but say goodnight, Mako-chan.
2: Goodnight, Mako-chan.
0: That's it. We're out of here.